May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O God. Amen. A mother went into the supermarket this week. She badly needed to get her groceries. There was not much in the cupboards and she didn't know when she would be able to get back to get more to feed her family of five. When she arrived at the aisle for the flour, she saw there were three bags left, but that was all. She uses flour to bake biscuits for evening meals. Should she take all of the three bags or take less and leave some for someone else? An ethical decision, a true situation from this week. I wonder what you would do. There have been many tough decisions being made over the last month, and I am sure there will be many more to come. I heard a question the other night, a couple of nights ago, from, on Seven Sharp. The question went like this. A mother asked, should she keep her children home from school? She has elderly grandparents who live with them, and if they are going to school, might they bring the virus into the house where the elderly grandparents are? You know, when we decided to make our Lenten focus God at work, our faith in the Monday to Saturday, we didn't expect a virus would have such an impact on our world, on our lives, on our worship, on the way we do church. Today's focus was ethics. How do we employ our faith and use our faith to make decisions? And they can be Tough decisions. And our readings today, selected over a week ago, had the themes of ethics in mind. Our Old Testament passage was Solomon trying to discern the best way to govern God's people, asking for wisdom to make the right decisions. And our next passage, the reminder of the Ten Commandments, but the overall encompassing commandment to love, and of course our passage from Matthew, Jesus pointing out that the scribes and Pharisees might look right on the, on the outside, but they needed to do some serious work on their heart and on the inside. As their actions at that time did not reflect their faith, their faith was certainly not in action. So may we call on those traits of love, and God's wisdom in the coming weeks and months as we negotiate our faith outside of this building. Whilst making sure that we don't fall into the trap of the scribes and Pharisees, making sure that we hold on to those values of mercy, making sure that our cups are clean on the inside as well as the outside, as we make at times some tough decisions and of course, our God at work becomes even more real as our, not just our Monday to Saturday, but for those Monday to Sunday and for those who are in paid employment, many people are bringing their work home into their place where they normally eat and sleep, but certainly don't normally carry out their day-to-day -day paid work. But for now, holding on to the theme of God at work and what that looks like outside of these four walls, 
It's going to be very relevant in the coming weeks and months. And because today is slightly unique, we have a much reduced congregation. We have a congregation that might be viewing us on the other end of Facebook. And of course, there will be congregation members who aren't here with us today. I am going to take a slight physical detour away or um, sermon detour away from what we were going to talk about. We need to consider the things that might be helpful to remind ourselves as we go back out into our city for slightly longer than our six days before we gather again in this building. The passage Hebrews 13.8 is one that's perhaps really helpful for us. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And although it might feel as if our world has been tipped upside down, there is a constant. And that constant is God. God has journeyed with people in the past through plagues, through famines, through wars. And this might be new to us, but this is not new to God. God is with us in this. God and our faith will carry us through. Whilst we've been looking at our faith on the Monday to Saturday, it really is now the Monday to Saturday, the Monday to Saturday, the Monday to Saturday, and so on, until we gather again as a church community. But our faith is bigger than a building. It's not tied into the bricks and mortar. Our faith is about a God that we can trust, that we can lean on, that will give us strength when we need to lean on him. But we also need to remember that our church is not a building. Our church is the people, our church community, And although we won't be able to gather together in one space, we can still remain connected during this time, and this will be really important. So we need to consider how we reach out to one another. Phone calls. For those that are here today and don't actually have any phone numbers of people in our parish, why not swap some before you walk out those doors today? Stay in contact. Ring one another. Email one another, text one another, keep in contact, keep us connected. Glenn will talk later about postings that we will put on Facebook and through email, but there are some who don't have a computer. Of course, it's also important to consider how we nurture our faith, and there will be lots of ways. We'll work out what resources we can offer to you but already there are Taze communities, there are people putting their worship services online. Many of you might have a, a prayer book at home or you can download that at home. Think about ways that you can still keep your faith alive in the coming weeks and months. But of course, it's not just about ourselves. We're not a club that looks inwards. We need to look outwards as well. We need to think about others, our neighbours, and so on, and how they are getting on. 
We need to make sure that others are going all right and whether they need help. And we need to remember that there are others who don't have any faith at all who are going into the same crisis. They don't have the rock that we do to lean on. We can call on an inner strength. But what about those in our city, those in our family who don't know God? that don't have a faith. Now is our moment to let our light shine. Now is the time to be salt and light. Now is the time to be the place of calm in a storm. Can we use our faith to witness to others? I've sat with a number of congregation people, parishioners, who have been so distressed with members of their family who don't have the same faith as they are. How wonderful it will be to show them what it actually really means in times like this. How we can call on an inner strength. How we can show them what our faith means in real practical terms. Are we up for the challenge? Are we able to show what our faith means in our actions? I read a passage by Stephen Charleston, and I'd like to share it with you, which sort of summed up some of these thoughts. Now is the time for which our faith has prepared us. Now is the moment when all that we believe can be put to work. Now we can turn to the inner resources we have been developing over these many years to face the challenge of a world in desperate need. We are not afraid of the crisis for we have been made ready for it. We have devoted our lives to the belief that something greater than fear or disease guides human history. Each one of us here have studied, we have prayed, We have grown in the spirit. Now we come to the call to use what we believe. People need hope. People need confidence, courage and compassion. The very things for which we all have been trained for. We can be the calm in the midst of a storm. Stand your ground. And let your light so shine that others may see it and find their faith as well. Are we up for the challenge? Maybe today you need a bit of bolstering yourself. Maybe at the moment you are needing to make sure that you are holding on tight to that rock. So I'm going to close with a reflection by Brother Richard, who's a Campuchan monk in Ireland. They're a little bit further along this track of this virus in ourselves, but he had some interesting reflection on how life was changing and not always in a negative way. It starts and is entitled Lockdown. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic buying. 
yes, there is sickness. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet. The sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and grey and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty square, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of a family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and a delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is busy spreading flyers with her number through the neighbourhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbours in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are, to how little control we really have, to what really matters, to love. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you that you are with us and you are our constant in our lives. You are our yesterday, today and forever. Give us the strength we need for the days, the weeks and the months ahead. And may we be a witness to your love shining out to others. Shining your light so others can see. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.